You're listening to the Building Financial Fitness Podcast, the show where personal finance is about the person, not just the numbers. Here on BFF, we talk about how to make money your best friend so that you can have the freedom to make the most out of life. We go through the honest discussions about money so that you don't need to make the same mistakes. We demystify jargon so that no one can smoke you with complicated acronyms. After all, money's greatest value is to give us control over our time, which is truly our greatest asset. I'm your host, Junus Yu. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Building Financial Fitness Podcast. So today we're going to be talking about content creation and the recent changes with YouTube. So YouTube actually dropped their monetization requirements in June 2023. And I wanted to talk about, you know, what this means for smaller creators. And today we have back with us again, the real Mel Tan. Hello, Mel. Hey guys, uh, thank you, Junus, for having me back for this third time. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming by. I mean, today, I mean, we're going to be talking about the changes in YouTube's monetization policy. So for those who might not be aware, so as of June 13, 2023, YouTube has expanded its monetization policy by adding early access to the YouTube Partner Program. And I think that, you know, in the early days when you were when you were just starting on YouTube, like you were always thinking about the requirements for, you know, how to get into the YouTube Partner Program and how to start monetizing because you were really seeing YouTube as, you know, a way to get like side income. So creators now they can qualify for fan funding if they meet the following criteria, which is one, 500 subscribers, two, three valid public uploads within the last 90 days, three, either 3,000 public watch hours within the last year or three million public shorts views in the last 90 days. So clearly this is significant for smaller size content creators. And like, you know, when you were starting out, what was the requirements to join the YouTube partner program? It was like much more than this, right? So back then when I first started, two numbers, a thousand subscribers mm. and four thousand hours of watch time within that one year. Mm-hmm. So I explained as I've explained in the last podcast, this one thousand hours starts the moment you click and you want to apply for this YPP. So it's the last rolling 365 days. That's correct. And I think like, you know, that, that clearly is that uh, emphasis on shorts, right? Because, you know, they're saying either 3,000 public watch hours or 3 million public shorts views. So like, what do you think is more viral right now? Even when you look at your own content, because, you know, there's like the long form video content and then there's also shorts. Yeah, you're right. Because uh, when you know that you create this short form content, you can be shared across the three other platforms. Mm. So YouTube Shorts, IG Reels, and TikTok. Mm. Uh, even now, Facebook and Threads. IG Reels are technically similar. Mm-hmm. Threads also, yes. So everywhere, short content is the sort of the way to go. Mm. It's kind of easier to do if mm-hmm. you know what you're doing. Mm. But there's also pros and cons, of course. Mm. If you do short content, you only have the first, I don't know, two seconds, three seconds. To capture the, yeah, to the, capture the audience's audience. attention. Yeah, so mm. at least for long-form long form content, it's slightly more merciful. You mm. probably have 10, 15 seconds. But uh, anyway, generally, people's attention span are getting shorter and shorter, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> So mm. if you want to talk about um, virality, of course, the short form content is still much easier and much faster to create. If you are very, very good and you know your stuff and you can plan your stuff very well, mm. you can definitely create multiple content in a day compared mm. to any short form. Mm. Um, not said you can't do short form content like that, mm. but you must have a very much better structure for doing short form content. Yeah. Uh, long form content, I mean, yeah. Long form, yeah, long yeah, form. Yeah. yeah, because I, I, I mean, I understand from... Y- 
the way you create content, there's a lot of planning in advance. And given the fact that, you know, a lot of what you do is predominantly PC content, you know, with graphics cards, there's a lot of research that needs to be done beforehand. You obviously need to have like the hardware present for you to film something, right? It's not lit- it's not often that you have like a, just a talking head like saying something. And not necessary because these days you can just create content without having the hardware. Mm. If you plan to do a lot of news, mm. a lot of um, new releases kind of stuff, you can do it without hardware. Mm-hmm. It's just that you have to be very, very fast so that you will not, your news will not get out, get lost when you probably do it one week later. Got yeah. it. Yeah. So how do you view these changes as a creator yourself? Because one, on one hand, it is it gets more competitive because you have more you know more people who are drawn to the platform looking to monetize their shorts. That means that you know you're kind of like competing for views with more creators. But then on the other hand, like you know, do you do you actually like welcome the change? Like how do you view it as a content creator yourself um, who's looking to like earn something from YPP? I'll look it from two directions. It depends on whether you want to do are you a long person or are you a short person. You're saying long form versus yeah. short form. <laughs> okay. So if you are doing long form content. Okay, when I say long-form content, usually people will mix long-form and short-form together. Mm. That's generally more what a group is. The other group is, you're doing short, they'll just do shorts. Mm. Very rarely you'll do a short, for a person who wants to do short and mm-hmm. wants to transit into long because it's much harder that way. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because the people, your audience will have a hard time trying to change their mindset knowing that you are a short person going to a long-form person. Mm. Yeah, it's easier for a longer person to do a shorter content mm-hmm. because the person, at least the audience can like, oh, okay, maybe he just wants to do a break. He just, he just wants to create fast content within that period. I give him some face, I watch his content. Right. Yeah. Mm. So looking at these two sides, the short content, of course, like you said, is definitely going to be competitive in a way because if everyone, like I said before, you only have the two seconds to appeal to the audience, and everyone is damn good at creating content. Mm-hmm. So you have to be even better, better than a damn good. You have mm-hmm. to be super, super good. I cannot say the F word here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good at the kind of creating content to even compete against your peers who join at the same time as you. Right. Yeah. Mm. At least for long form content, you can fight for things among like your titles, your mm. thumbnails. Mm. And that's the thing first before before going to see the long-form content. Short-form content, no such thing as thumbnails for now. Mm. The first thing people see is just that whatever YouTube chooses to put as your display picture for your video. Oh, interesting. So yeah. it's not, you don't determine Yeah, there the, is no way to put thumbnail. a custom thumbnail for shots for this moment. Right now. Yeah. But how is it randomized? Like, how does the, how, I, how I does the platform actually based choose? Based what I see is how the AI determines what is the video about? So the the AIs these days are so good because you know YouTube belongs to Google. Mm. Both of them have very powerful AIs. Mm. So the AI will probably read through the metadata, mm-hmm. read through the content video, mm-hmm. read through and just have a general idea of what the thing you want to show. For example, you want to today you're talking about a new pizza recipe. Right. The AI will definitely pick up the best thing of the pizza <laughs> to put okay. as your thumbnail. And uh, people recognize it as a short pizza, new pizza recipe. And and there's no way the creator can sort of change that. Yeah, there's no way to do so. Right, as of now. Um, Is there any way to yeah, influence you, 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 it? You, like, can, you, know? you can choose from... Uh, so they will provide you with uh, a carousel of pictures you can choose from, mm-hmm. but it's not... Uh, there's no way for you to create, to add in a custom thumbnail for YouTube shots. Hmm, mm. Got it. And you know, when we look at just focusing on shorts, you know, it, it just seems that shorts is a lot more viral. And I think that's because of that competition that YouTube has with, you know, the other platforms like TikTok and all the other virtual format, right? Hmm. Um, do you see more people who are looking to monetize YouTube shorts? Because when I look at it, 
I would say the entry barrier is less because, you know, with like compare it to, you know, when you started to create like long form video content and then you wanted to be as HD as possible, you know, in terms of filming, you're not necessarily, you, you are literally DSR the entire setup, right? Whereas for YouTube shorts, it's a lot more accessible to everyone. So do you have like, you know, advice for people now that, you know, YouTube has changed its monetization policy with the YPP changes and with the how, you know, um, TikTok is partnering with creators for their creator fund. Do you have advice for people who are like looking to monetize their vertical format videos? Okay, so regarding that, based on what we read from YouTube guidelines, mm. the money made from shorts is not exactly that great for now. <laughs> When you do your shorts, mm. you will join this creator pool. Yes. Yeah, and when you do creator pool, you also need to pay music licensing fees. Mm. Yes. And is that's it often actually, overlooked? Like yeah, people that, don't think about such things. That is quite a lot of money when you think about it mm. because there's about, I see, 10-20% of what you can earn mm-hmm. from the creator pool, uh, not, not your money yet. Mm. So from there, from the creator pool, you still got to fight amongst all of the many, many shorts creators that you see. Right. You get a certain revenue. And mm. the revenue will still get split to YouTube. Of so course. let's say you make 5% out of the revenue pool. Mm. YouTube takes 45% mm. out of the revenue. So you bring home your wallet only 2.25% of the entire revenue pool. <laughs> and I just saw 1 million shots, hypothetically, mm-hmm. we're not very sure, only gives you $1,000 or less than $100. 1 million yeah 1 million views, views on your shorts give you a thousand dollars or something like that or okay ten, yeah so it's not exactly a lot of money uh, it's not, that's not exactly a lot that's not that's not too bad uh, right? it, it depends on how viral your, your shorts yes, can be yes. yeah yeah if you're talking about people like who are these giant short creators out there I don't know mm. they can easily get such numbers mm. but for a newbie like whoever wants to join now mm-hmm. 1,000 views on your short is still quite a feat to achieve mm. unless you unless your content is really very good and viral yeah, and very viral does it uh, you know do the do the rules of like the, the sector also apply because you know last time when we were discussing like uh, comedy content versus uh, tech versus finance you know the, the payouts are different yeah that that part I'm not very sure. So mm. what you're talking about is your content gets paid to your content type. Yes. Yeah. So people like comedy tend to earn the lowest because mm. they, they are not adding value. But yeah, it's okay, viral. <laughs> sorry, Mr. It, Beast. It, sorry, Mr. Beast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but generally people on top uh, like business entrepreneurship channels make the most money because uh, in a way that they attract people who can spend money for example about to buy courses. Mm-hmm. So I'm not very sure if that applies to shorts because there's only based on the guidelines we only see this thing called creator pool, mm. but there's no general, there is no like deeper breakdown as to who earns what or what kind of content earns what. Mm. So let's just say generally everyone earns the same, everyone fights the same in the creator pool. I see. Mm. Is it different for the TikTok Creator Fund? I mean, the TikTok Creator Fund, I think it is sort of like works, you know, in a in a similar way. But then, um, they have sort of like a higher benchmark. You need to have like uh ten thousand followers, uh, for you to actually join. And I think because the Creator Fund is you know evolving, but and it's like changing. But then, what it does is that the the creators receive funds based on a variety of factors from their videos. And I think they sort of like change the requirements as it as it goes. But, but do you need to share within the worldwide pool? I think so, yes. Okay. Mm. So in a way, it's harder to make money off TikTok because you need 100,000. 
Yes. But then I do hear TikTok is actually easier to get 100,000 views. I mean, that's still in flux, right? Because now there's a lot of competition for, you know, where do you view your vertical format videos? You know, after I, IG Reels came out, then a lot of people are like browsing. But it's really, really, if you think about it, it's the same format. So based on your experience, has it really finally progressed from just doing dance content? I think it has definitely progressed beyond dance content. I think it's way past that. Because even if you look at... Uh, if I look at TikTok creators, right, it's like different generations and like the OG creators who were kind of amassing a lot of the views in the past, you know, during the COVID days where a lot of people were doing like K-pop dances, they were doing, you know, all the Xiaomi things. Very, maybe Xiaomi things, uh, very trend focused. But then if we look at in the last year, 2023, I think there has been that focus on more like knowledge, more education based longer form vertical format videos that have been prioritized on the TikTok platform. So I would say there are generational things and you know there are different generations of TikTok creators that that are very viral in a certain time period but not in the next time period because the platform decides to prioritize a different kind of content. So so I would actually say that for a creator to to be constantly relevant and to be getting on the for you page all the time, they actually need to change how they put forward their content. So if, if I even look at the, some of my peers who are creating content, those who were doing dance content previously, like, you know, sometimes if they do a behind the scenes now, it could be actually be more viral. Or, you know, they could, you know, some of them have branched out into like travel vlogs where, you know, they were doing K-pop content. Their fans love them for who they are. Then they branch out to doing travel vlogs. And people follow them because they love this, they like this person's personality. And that's when you've built your own brand and like you can, people follow the, the, the clothes you wear, the places you go to. But they, the, the main thing is you still need to always create value. It's, I think it's an even more important time now than ever to actually have clear value for your viewers, given that there's so many more content creators on the platform. And people want to be able to get value from your content, not just entertainment value. I mean, entertainment value is so important, but then to have a clear niche and to be able to provide clear value in that niche. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, for yourself as well, I mean, you've always been in the PC space, right? And I think that, you know, like the people who, who comment very, very enthusiastically on your videos are the people who clearly are very like hardcore PC makers. Yeah, it's very... Like, they ask very technical questions. It's very scary it's, sometimes, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's scary, but you can feel those questions, but then they ask very technical questions that is like, you know, not not super, super mainstream. So even when you think about yourself and your growth as a content creator, like, you know, how have you moved along with the times? It's, it's getting... It's very, getting very, very hard. And like, what you said is that I do a lot of preparation, but sometimes mm. I do not. Because, mm. for example, if I have a build going on, mm-hmm. uh, I need to create for the company. Mm. I only have a certain amount of time I can do. Mm-hmm. Maybe even less than one day. Mm. So, I just have to horse switch it in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just very Put it too. out there. Yeah, so, like my colleague, he would just build a PC and just film. So, mm-hmm. if I miss one thing, I'll miss one thing. If mm-hmm. he goes to the other side, I have to really follow him. So, sometimes it's not very curated content. Right. It's just what I view and what I film. So, mm. it will not be the best. Uh, it definitely not, it's definitely not going to be a very professionally well done video. Right. But more of kind of um, POV. Right. Whatever I can see, whatever I can provide kind of video. Mm. Yeah. And do, uh, do you find that that content does well? Not yet. Because I haven't really get the essence of the thumbnail and title. Because mm. these are the first two things you really need to be able to figure out Mm. even before thinking about doing the video itself. Mm. Because uh, the video is not going to get people to start watching. 
right. is what you see your first impression, the thumbnail and title. I Even see. though these days, YouTube has this thing called YouTube. I, I'm sure you watch YouTube. Mm-hmm. So in the homepage, now they even show you, uh, you know, you can watch, technically watch the entire video without even clicking on the video. Yep. Yeah. And how does, actually, how does that work? Does that contribute towards a creator's views? I don't think so. From what mm. I read, I just think it's just a preview for for even lazier people who don't want to click in the video. So right. <laughs> uh, I, I need to go and figure out on this as well because I'm kind of curious myself. Mm. Does this add to your watch time? Right. Yeah, yeah. Because if... Uh, but for what I see if you're just going to you know mouse over every thumbnail that you see mm. it won't be fair if that adds to your video because you're not technically watching the video fair yeah and for like given the the YPP changes and the fact that the, the barriers are lowered do you have any advice for like content creators who are looking to come on just because you know it's more accessible to them now yeah just do it just, just do it just, just do create, it just create but you know what's the what's I mean, given that you've kind of like really started from scratch. Okay, so many people definitely tell you. I will tell you also. Um, your first hundred videos are gonna suck. Mm. Really gonna be very bad. And I don't know. Maybe because these days. Um, and which video are you on right now? Your past hundred, right? One hundred thirty six, thirty seven already. So so your your hundred and first to your to your latest video are are they really good? S- yeah, I think <laughs> I think they're definitely done better. But it's just I'm not getting the views yet. Mm. So definitely I have I definitely see improvement on my content creation, but it's still not getting the eyeballs. Mm. So based from the advice, I would say uh, I don't know. I I for me I don't have a design or don't have a content creation background. Mm-hmm. So may- maybe there are people out there who do have the Gen Z people Gen Z generation people these days mm. um, they study a lot of arts a, mm. a lot of creation a lot of science and a lot of this you know kind of filmography kind of courses mm. so definitely they may be good they know what they're doing they're very passionate in their product so as long as you are able to deliver your passion and add value your to value your, with the content that you're putting across like yeah, you're answering questions try not to think about making so much money first Mm. Yeah, they're just trying to create awesome content, watchable, super bingeable content. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can strike it off. You can easily get your 1 million, 3 million views in uh, your whatever 90 days that you require. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's a I think that's a good good and honest advice, right? I think it still is the case that, you know, for people who are looking to create content, you know, definitely don't expect it to be the main income earner yeah, for you. You're, you're not going to make money off ads. Mm. Unless you can, you tell me you can make $10,000 a month off ads, then I will, I will probably cap hands for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just ads, right? Sometimes it's like collaborations with brands. But of course, for that, you also need views, right? I yeah, think it's ads still are the lowest way to go. Ads you, are the lowest way to go. If you can get the views, go. the brands will definitely find you. Yes, but yeah. you still you need to get the views and you need to have that the right audience. Yeah, right? and I would say the brands, brands these days are also getting more and more picky mm-hmm. with they? their marketing budget. Mm. One, they choose the choose and marketing budget is getting smaller and smaller based on their reasoning. So mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you can definitely make money off being a content creator just by relying on sponsorships and ads. Mm. You definitely have to go things selling stuff, you already sell merchandise, you know, doing other things. Mm. Uh working, creating a brand where you can definitely pursue use your brand to create even more other ways to make money. Mm. Instead of relying on this one IG IG FB. YT, mm. YPP, yeah, YPP. Sure, <laughs> yes, yeah, great. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So thanks for coming on. I think that, you know, we talked about, you know, what, how the YPP changes actually impact current creators. And for people who want to find out more about you or want to collab with you on a video, where can they find you? Yeah, you can search for me, Real Meltan, R-E-A-L-M-E-L-T-A-N on YouTube. You can email me, my email is there. Mm-hmm. If you want any stuff, 
Just find me, but I'm not gonna buy for you. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can go and find about PCs from him. Cool. Thank you so much, Mel, for being on. Yep. Thank, thank you. you. Many thanks as well to all of you out there for tuning in. This has been a fantastic conversation, and we would definitely love to hear what you think about it. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can reach out to us through the email podcast at melisten.sg or at my Instagram at misfitfi. Aside from that, if you enjoy what you're listening to and want to hear more, please help to spread and grow the show by subscribing on Me Listen or Apple Podcasts or by following on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Finally, the Building Financial Fitness Podcast is an original production from MediaCorp and recorded at Scape Live Studios, The Pod, powered by Audio-Technica and City Music. Episode production is done by Junus Yu, with editing and support by Danny Cordy and Gareth Fernandez. Once again, I'm your host and BFF, Junus Yu. Until the next time.